The Path of Resistance podcast is the podcast for people wanting to learn how living life with intentionality can lead us to living our best lives. In today's world, the norm is to follow the path of least resistance, which leads to mediocrity at best. Instead, you should strive to take the path of resistance, knowing that what's to come is sweeter than what you ever could have imagined. I'm your host, Carly Welty. Join me as I interview guests who have taken the path of resistance in all areas of life and are here to share the beauty it has brought them. On this journey, you can expect to hear stories about finances, faith, business, mindset, and anything in between. Let's dive in. Today I have with me Sarah, who was born and raised in Germany and moved to the U.S. in 2017. In Germany, she worked for a corporation, gradually moving up the ranks. This allowed her to gain an incredible business insight and knowledge. In 2020, she started her own business and now specializes in empowering women in the business world by designing a strategy that fits their nature of business in order to reach their goals successfully. If you enjoy this episode, it would mean the world if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share it on Instagram, or even with a friend. Here's the episode. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm good. Hi, Carly. How are you? I am so good. Okay, so we're going to just jump right in with the first question, which is what is an example of a time that you took the path of resistance, which led to a more beautiful result? Yes. So path of resistance, uh, two things come to mind here is uh, one of them is so I'm I'm originally from Germany and uh, I moved to the U.S. when I was uh, 20. So I packed three suitcases and I moved across the pond out of my parents' house and started a whole brand new life in the U.S. And so that was definitely a path of resistance because I had never like visited the place that I was, you know, that I'm at now. And um, it was an interesting journey of just jumping into a new adventure and uh, figuring things out along the way. And then the second part, I think every entrepreneur can relate to that is starting my own business. So, I mean, that that's a whole nother entrepreneurial journey itself. <laughs> I can definitely understand that. I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> so the first path that you mentioned moving from Germany, that is so cool. And I've kind of seen your story just a little bit on Instagram, but can you tell us like what prompted you to move to the, to the United States? Yes. So, um, in 2016, my grandmother passed away and we were really, really close. So I flew over for the funeral and, uh, my American family. So I have dual citizenship. They live in, uh, North Carolina. And so I just, I arrived and I felt at home, which is weird in itself, but that's just how I feel here in, in the United States is feeling at home, even though my family's in Germany And so her biggest wish was for me to live in the U.S. And I made that promise in March of 2016 and then started the mission of moving to the United States. And then I got a job in corporate and ended up in South Carolina in March of 2017, one year later, of all places. That is cool. Do you have any German fun facts for us? German fun facts. I mean, fun fact would just be, you know, me coming over here, figuring out the whole measuring system of, you know, let's America. So like, let's try to keep it simple and pragmatic, but then like the whole measuring system of like inches and ounces and 
uh, gallons is so complicated where like I'm like why can't we stick to meters and centimeters and kilometers <laughs> like it's just it's like that was probably like a huge thing for me to like really understand there there are so many different like cultural you know cultural differences just between those German and, and American cultures yeah um how have you have you feel like you've adjusted to mostly American cultures? Like what happens when you go visit your German family? Are they, are they kind of laughing at you about certain stuff? I have. Yes. There's this, you know, so I'm, so I'm in the South, which is, you know, different as well. Um, in, in Germany, everything's, you know, fast paced. There's, you know, a lot less space because, you know, we got, 80 million people living in Germany. So everything's a little bit more compact. It's a fast paced, uh, a fast paced environment. And so like now when I come back, I'm just, you know, just my driving style is a little bit more slower. Like, it's just, I, I, I take more time for, for certain things. Um, and then just in general, like the, the freedom sense is, is different as well. So like when I go back to Germany now, I don't, I don't quite fit in anymore. Like I've Americanized to a certain extent. <laughs> what do you mean by the freedom sense? Um, so I just because you you have more space in the US, like there's just the 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 basic difference between the US and Germany to me is, you know, Americans are a lot more individualized. So like, I always bring the example of the ice cream. Like if you ask an American what your favorite ice cream is, most people, you know, they're going to be like, Hey, I like, you know, chocolate from Ben and Jerry's and vanilla from Hagen Dutz. A German would say, I like vanilla chocolate or strawberry. Like there's just, it's more generalized. So like in Germany, you just grow up more to be part of the general community. Whereas in, in the U S you're trying to be different like this is who I am versus this person so those are like the different like the collectivism and the individualism is is like one of the biggest differences interesting I've never visited Germany so it's just interesting to to learn that so okay so let's talk about your second path of resistance starting your own business can you tell us a little bit about that what you do and how long you've been doing it yes absolutely so coming from corporate I had a wide experience in like every department of a company and uh, took that into business coaching. So I am a business strategist for women entrepreneurs. I work with women that run service-based businesses. And so I help these women on the business operations side, increasing productivity and revenue. And that's just been, I mean, absolutely amazing. You know, me coming from a rather male dominated industry now being able to help women really shine and strive in their business, doing their passion is Mm -hmm. what I do now. Yes. So you kind of talk about, um, corporate, I'm going to step back just for a second and talk about corporate before your business. And you were 20 when you moved to the United States. So did you have any really, uh, business experience in Germany? Yes. So in Germany, um, 
I was working for a company in corporate while also doing my business degree. So I was going from department to department, really learning, you know, purchasing, planning, accounting, you know, that bookkeeping, uh, internal sales. So all different parts of uh, what an entrepreneur, a small business has to handle now and can't give to a different department. And then I was doing that while I was in business school. And then in the US, my corporate career started out as executive assistant, you know, working at in, you know, handling HR administration and um, the bookkeeping side of the business, but also process management. And I was fortunate to have had a boss that tested my limits. So I was able to you know, excel very fast in a very, you know, in just a couple of years of adding purchasing and then planning and then production planning and then production management and then managing um, the plant. And so I was able to gain a lot of experience in in business just by being able to do all these different things. Nice. And so is there any comparison in like U.S. corporate versus Germany corporate? Um, so I was working for a German company and I was also working for a German company in the U.S. Now, at a, a certain point, that company got bought out by an American company. So I actually got to experience American corporate, which was different in a sense where there was more like small talk or like rounds where we would all get together and you had to share a fun fact about you which is such an American thing to do and like not German at all like I it was very uh overwhelming like what what's a fun fact about me I'm German like I, I don't know we don't we don't do those things but, you know we call and we have a question and then we get off the call so I think the biggest thing for me to learn was like, you know, you, you take your time, you ask how they are before you actually ask the question, like that that common cur- courtesy type of deal. <laughs> so, so I think that that was a big difference. As so Germans are like, get to the point, get the job done, get out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, definitely. That's funny. So um, with your business now, you said that you help um, women entrepreneurs and you kind of... Um, help them increase productivity and all this stuff. So do you work with them ongoing or is it kind of like um, a set amount of time? Yes. So I work with women um, ongoing. It depends what their needs are. So it can either be in a group setting or a one-on-one coaching basis. It really just depends. I work, I have a variety of different, you know, styles or, you know, programs, I would say to really fit the the client need on that regard. Gotcha. And so do you have um, like a few productivity hacks that you, that are your go-to that you give to everyone or is like, is it pretty individualized? No, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I'm super big on productivity. You know, that's just something that I think we, we all um, need to improve on a daily basis. So that's really the, the first hack is really just, everything's progress over perfection. So you want to focus on progressing and strive for a constant and never ending improvement in your business. And so with that mindset, you wanna keep things simple and really focus on what needs to happen. So 
to me, honestly, one of the biggest productivity hacks is clarity. Clarity is key because if you don't know where you're going, what you're actually going to achieve in your business then is not defined. And so I guess that that would be the biggest um, three key things. But I also had a uh, productivity challenge last week. So if anybody is interested in increasing their productivity in this year in 2023, then uh, they can also go to my website and sign up for that. It's still available at sarahziesler.com. Can you spell that for us? Yes. <laughs> so Sarah with an H at the end. And then Ziesler is Z zebra, I-E-S-L-E-R. So it's not as, it, it, it's German. So it's <laughs> pronounced different. Well, it'll be linked in the show notes for those of you that uh, just want that ease of the link. So um, cool. So I really love how you said progress over perfection. I feel like I tend to lean on the perfectionist side and I can get, especially with like bookkeeping and numbers, you can really get bogged down in the details. So it's like good, right? Cause that's what people want in their bookkeeper, but also it's, I need to have like a broader view of the whole picture as well. Um, so I, I feel like I need to post that above my desk, like progress over perfection. <laughs> um, yes. And I think many women struggle, especially with the perfection part, because like what, what is perfection? It's, it doesn't exist. So you're striving for something that doesn't exist instead of just progressing, like making today better than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so focusing on that shifts your mindset in a different direction. So I guess the opposite of perfection is sometimes mistakes are made. So how do you help your clients like get past the oh, now I'm not perfect because I made this mistake. Um, just like that mindset struggle, I guess, or that um, mindset hurdle. Yeah, so when when a mistake happens, you know, we're humans, mistake happens. Obviously, we we try to put systems in place for them not to happen, but mistakes are not a bad thing because we learn from them and we improve. So I call mistakes opportunities for improvement instead of calling them mistakes or you failed they are opportunities for improvement. And that's where the progress comes into place. Again, where you focus on a constant and never ending improvement, really being honest with where you can improve or where you've made mistakes in the past so that you can fix those and um, just run a better business in the future as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the being honest part, I think a lot of people struggle with like constructive criticism, maybe, but that's really, I think what helps move you forward is understanding being honest. Yeah, that was a mistake. And this is how I can do it better going forward. Yes. And I think once you, you shift your mindset, instead of looking at it as a mistake, then, you know, just focusing on where can I improve? You allow yourself to be more honest without criticizing, you know, over-criticizing yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like we we tend to over-criticize ourselves and forget to look at the things that we've also already achieved. And so that, you know, can put someone down and can be really, you know, bad for your own mindset as well. Mm -hmm. What tips do you give your clients about focusing on what was already achieved? Do you do that on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, monthly? How do, what does that look like? Yes. So what we do is uh, we put a process, a system in place that basically allows you to reflect. And so 
I'm big on numbers. You know, I'm German. You obviously can relate to that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, numbers are just how you are able to measure your your uh, results. And so numbers never lie. So we set up numbers for you to measure so that you can really see, okay, what have you accomplished and what is working and what is not working. So that would be the first part. And then the second part is really reflecting. So like in, in the challenge that I just did, we reflected on 2022, you know, what, what did you accomplish last year? And then what were, for example, things that you never started, but wanted to. So reflection is really important and should be done depending on what you're reflecting on periodically. So it can be weekly, can be monthly, can be quarterly. It just depends what type of business or what exactly you're reflecting on. Mm -hmm. So what point in creating a business or having a business should someone put systems and processes in place to be more productive? Do you think that should happen at the very start or maybe like do a little audit of the processes you have in place after a month or six months or a year to see if those need updated? Yeah, so I don't think there's a timeline on this. I think once you know what your business is doing for your clients and what your goal is, that's when you can put processes in place. Anything, you know, anytime before that makes absolutely no sense because you're still in that that, you know, beginning phases of figuring out what you're here even, you know, what you're about as a small business owner and what you're doing or what your niche is. So once you figure that out and you have a precise goal in place, that's definitely, you know, the the first thing to do is put a process in place, create an action plan, create a roadmap and create control panels so that you can actually, you know, see if what you're doing is working. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like there's some pre-steps to putting in those processes and systems, like you said, setting a goal. Do you have specific things that people that you like suggest people work through before putting those processes in place, like to get to what their goal is to get that clarity? So I work with my clients on that. I usually, I have a vetting process. So I vet everybody that I work with um, before we even start working together. So depending on where they are in their business decides if, you know, processes and systems make, make sense. If you're, you know, you just started last week, then there are other things that are more important at that point. And so that's, we don't talk about processes and systems at that point yet. And what do you talk about? That'll be, you know, figuring out what, what is your niche? What does your business do? What are your services? How are you going to price them? Where are you going to find them? You know, all of those setting up the, the, the basic of your business first. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend that everyone has a niche? Yes. Um, when I started out, I was like, oh, I'm just going to help everybody. <laughs> and I think a lot of times when we start a business, we we are scared of niching down. And uh, for the longest time, I really did try that and it didn't work out. And what I realized is that a lot of women started working with me. And I also realized that that was my passion. So I really believe that niching down to really what you want to achieve and what your passion is, is important, but also because now you are speaking directly to one group of people and uh, you can increase your visibility through that. 
Do you ever have clients who niche down and then struggle to find clients because it's too specific? No, no. I mean, it depends if, if you have a client, you know, if, if you have a business and, and you're niching down on a local level, but in that, you know, local area, I mean, there is, there's always, I, I would say never say never. There's always this opportunity of niching down too much. Yes. But I think that the biggest struggle is usually to niche down enough. Mm-hmm. And do you help your clients like whenever they do niche down enough, how to say no to the people who come and aren't really a right fit? Yes, super, super important. I love that question. It is it is really, really important. Um, a lot of the a lot of my clients that I've worked with, they've had the problem of of saying no or holding on to people that have said no to them. And so I, I always say, you know, create your, your star client. Like, who do you really want to work with? Because if you don't work with that star client and you just take anybody for the money, it's going to hurt your business. It's going to hurt you. And it's not going to be an enjoyable journey. I'm sure we've all done it. I've done it. You know, everybody does do that at some point when they, you know, start the entrepreneurial journey, taking a job that they, they shouldn't, they should just not have had it. And it, you know, starts being painful, but yes, definitely. That is something that we do. So in your opinion, do you think processes are the biggest thing that help increase productivity or is there, it's kind of like all encompassing of all the, the little different into uh, intricacies in your business? I think processes are not the biggest thing. I think they're part of a bigger picture. I mean, to really increase your productivity. So like I work with, you know, women entrepreneurs, they usually, they either have a team or they are solopreneurs, but, you know, increasing the productivity does not start with processes. It starts with your mindset. It starts with the the structure that you have, the clarity as I said earlier, is like if you're not clear where you're going, then you can't increase your productivity because you're just basically throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. And then um, also control. So I would say mindset, structure, clarity, control, and process processes are really you know five key areas that are important to increase the productivity on the business operations side. So do you um, work with your clients to focus on their mindset? Yes. Yes. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. And what kind of mindset shifts do you normally see? The, the one mindset shift that I always love to see is when a client comes to me and they are confused because there's so much going on in their head. And now we are gaining that clarity and we're creating that structure. And then there's this shift. You can, you can see it in their face. You can see them coming in totally confused and then walking out just like they're so clear and focused that they know exactly what needs to happen and they feel in control. I think that that's one of my favorite mindset shifts that I see in my clients, but there are others too, like just the, the, Hey, Sarah, I did a great job. Like I crushed it this week or like I'm, I'm doing well mindset of really, you know, believing in yourself when, when women start really believing in what they're doing and knowing that they're good at and stepping into their own true confidence. That's, that's an incredible mindset shift as well. 
Mm -hmm. Going back to the first one that you mentioned about like clarity and that kind of stuff. This is just something that I struggle with. I have this list that never gets done. Do you ever have clients that feel like that, but then the clarity helps them feel like, okay, this is my list for today. I can cross all these off. And then there's a new list for tomorrow. You just answered the question. Yes. Um, There'll always be a never ending list. I mean, when I worked in corporate, it was a never ending list. You would come in in the morning and you'd had a hundred emails again and another problem. And then this and that, I mean, it was just a constant running around like a crazy person. And I realized then and there that there will never be a day where I walk out of the office and everything is done. It's just not possible. That's just not how life is because life doesn't just stop because you're done for the day and your business shouldn't either. So I always say daily lists. That is where you focus on. That's what you focus on on a daily basis and everything else is not important right now. So why does it need to be on that list you are looking at? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how you help them with that mindset is just focusing on that daily list. Yes. Yes. Because you want to get done as much as you can in a day. Right. Mm -hmm. And so breaking it down into, you know, what really is important. So priorities then creates your, your daily list. And then there's lots of things we write down that we think we should be doing, but they're really not getting us closer to our goals. So we can drop those. So it's really going through how do you, you plan correctly? How do you plan your weeks? And how do you plan your days? So there's a lot of time management as well. And everything, and that's why we go over mindset too, because mindset's in everything. You know, it is in your time management. It is how you deal with clients. It's it's in anything. Everything starts with mindset. Mm -hmm. So what's a myth that people think about being more productive? I always thought, you know, I was super productive when I had a long list done by the end of the day. But, you know, what really happens is, you know, there's a difference between being busy and being highly productive. You can work all day and be really busy and have no time, but really getting tasks done, but not being productive because you're not focusing on the things that really need to happen. So I think the myth is, you know, when you're busy or your calendar is full, is that you're being productive. It kind of goes back to the, what is it like 20% of your effort gets you 80% of your results. And I feel like I'm constantly, I need to reflect more. I don't reflect enough, but constantly even thinking or trying to think of what 20% of my efforts are getting me the 80% of results. Cause I just need to do that. <laughs> Right, right. Absolutely. And that's where priorities come into place. And, and that's what we really work on um, with my clients too, is, you know, what are your priorities? What is really important? Everything else is just extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to get rid of the extra. I'm like, everything's a priority. It's a bad thought to have. (laughs) (laughs) So have you seen a direct correlation in your clients that as their productivity increases, their stress is reduced? Or what is that relationship? Yes, absolutely. So when we look at stress, you know, why do we fall into stress? Stress usually happens when we feel a loss of control, right? Or a loss of oversight. We're scared of the consequences that we're going to get by not taking action. So stress is just us losing control. 
Now, when um, I work with my clients, we increase productivity, but we also increase the sense of control because part of increasing that productivity is gaining that clarity on what really is important and taking back control of your business. And so what happens is they're highly productive, but stress decreases because you do have a sense of control. You, you, you're not losing it because you know exactly what you're doing and you're absolutely crushing it. And so I I see that all the time with my clients where they they just go into highly focused weeks and are just and totally crushing it. I just had a client actually, um, her name is Maddie, and she she just three x her business in the past two months. I mean, she just went straight into clarity and her productivity increased in all areas of her of her life, not just business, and she just. I mean, she just blew up. I mean, it's been, it's been incredible and she's not stressed, you know, like there's, there's not that, that stress that she had before of how am I going to make this? Can I do this? Am I going to be successful? It's more a, you know, where do I put that now into my calendar? I got a new client type of deal. So it's, it's a different type of type of handling your business, which is less stress. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone can use less stress. (laughs) So the last question I want to ask is what's a book or resource that has really helped you in your business or your life that you always recommend to others? Yes, that's a good question. I love that. Um, One really great book that I really like is the 12 week year by Brian P. Moran. It's a book that I use in my coaching. It's just, it's a, it's an amazing way on increasing your productivity in 12 weeks instead of looking at an entire year. And I still use it to this day. I use it with my clients. I use it for myself. I use it for everything. I have to add that to my list. haven't heard of it. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So let's wrap up by asking where people can find you. Yes. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram, Sarah Ziesler Coaching. Now Ziesler again is Z Zebra, I-E-S-L-E-R. And then also on Facebook, same name, Sarah Ziesler. And then I have a website, sarahziesler.com. And you can find the productivity challenge on there as well. Totally free to sign up. It's a three-day challenge and you can increase your productivity for the next 12 weeks and crush it in 2023. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. I appreciate it. You too. Do you own a small business and need help with your numbers? I can help with that. Hi, I'm Carly Balti, owner of KW Accounting Services and the host of this podcast. Knowing your numbers is definitely in the top five things you should absolutely, without a doubt, no questions asked, prioritize in your business. You might be scared because you think your numbers are a mess, but I can help you get them organized and keep them organized going forward. Go to my website, carlywelty.com to book a free consultation call to get quoted. Are you just starting your business and you have more expenses than income? Even if you don't have room in your budget for a bookkeeper, I still have something that can help you. Look on my website to see if my DIY bookkeeping template is right for you. Right now, get 10% off my template with the code podcast. 
I hope you guys learned how having efficient systems in place in your business make a world of difference. Personally, I probably could have been better at processing through the clarity portion of starting a business. Remember, that's a crucial part in your business and like Sarah mentioned, should probably come before your systems because if you're not clear where you're going, you can't increase productivity. As she said, you're basically just throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. Now for the takeaways. Number one, Mistakes are not a bad thing because we can use them to improve. Try to change your mindset and make that shift of seeing mistakes as something to learn from in order to run a better business. Number two, there's a specific time when people should start putting systems in place. It's important to get clarity in your business basics before putting systems in place. Your process and systems are a part of a bigger picture, but what is even more important is your mindset. Number three, Stress is what happens when you feel like you're out of control. So when you spend the time to determine what your priorities are in your business, it gives back that sense of control and decreases your stress. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you were encouraged to take the path of resistance, whatever that looks like for you. Even though it might be scary, it is worth it in the end to know you lived a life of intentionality and reaped beautiful rewards. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next one.